Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, I explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. Glad you're here, so stick around, because we have got some exploring to do. Now, if you saw the episode title, you already know some of the artists I'll be covering, but here's the full list. I'll be covering campaigns and pre-orders for music by the folks behind a Randy Stonehill tribute album, Lowland Hum, Gabrielle Grace, Elise Massa, Olwen Ringrose, the folks behind the Fourth Wave compilation album, Pharaoh Leo, Jeff Elbel and Ping, Sixpence None the Richer, Starflyer 59, Ronnie Martin, and some vinyl and CD reissues for some early DeGarmon Key along with some others, with links to all of these in the show notes. And if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Twenty twenty one is the fiftieth anniversary of Randy Stonehill's debut album Born Twice, and last year Ray Ware, grade school friend of Randy's and Randy's manager and booking agent, was thinking about how to recognize and honor that in twenty one. So he began putting together a tribute album from folks who were greatly influenced by or friends with Randy. This project has pulled together 22 different artists, including Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Kevin Max, uh, Steve Taylor, Phil Keggy, Sixpence None the Richer, Jars of Clay, Rustaff, The Choir, Andrew Peterson, Terry Taylor, Mike Rowe, Sarah Groves, The Lost Dogs, the list just goes on, all covering different songs of Randy's from over the years. And right now, there's a fully funded Kickstarter campaign that you can get in on for a limited edition double CD or double LP. And I'll tell you about all the different options and prices later. But first, I want to let you listen in on my conversation with Tom Galata about this campaign. Hey, how's it going, sir? Hey, Garrett. Hey, so you got the Stonehill stuff going on. I see the record in the background and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I dressed the set so let me just get started. Tell me a bit about who you are and then how you're connected to the Randy Stonehill Tribute Project. Because I, I looked up your name and I saw you in a lot of credits for some old DA stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're, you're involved with the Terry Taylor campaign because I backed mm-hmm. that. So I see your updates for that. Um, but but who, who are you and, and how are you involved with the Randy Stonehill Project? I have been involved. Well, Terry and I have been friends for 33 years. I started working with Daniel Amos in 1988. So um, it's, it's uh, been a long and fruitful relationship. So I've been involved with pretty much everything DA has done for the last 33 years. Terry and the Lost Dogs. I was a road manager for the Lost Dogs for many years. Uh, graphic designer too. So I worked on the album artwork for Randy Stonehill's Wonderama CD, which was in 1990, I believe, or 90. And that album cover is very involved. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's really beautiful. So it's very, conce- very conceptual. And uh, so I've known Randy for almost as long as I've known Terry. And I've been a big fan since I was very young. You know, I was a music junkie since I was 12 years old. So, um, about a year ago, uh, Ray Ware, Randy's best friend and ex-manager, called me. He wanted to do this project that 
2021 was going to be the 50 year anniversary of the from the release of Born Twice, Randy's first record. He wanted to do some sort of a special record. So the idea was to do a compilation album and get a few of Randy's friends and people that have been influenced by him to cover a Randy Stonehill song, and then we'll put out a record. And Ray wanted me to handle the Kickstarter for it because I'd done that for Terry before, so he knew that I knew a little bit about Kickstarter. So in September of last year, my wife and I and my son moved to Nashville uh, from San Diego. We'd been in San Diego for 30 years. And when uh, I moved here, I became a lot more involved in the production of the record, not just the Kickstarter, but preparing for the Kickstarter, which would be setting up the Randy Stonehill fan page on Facebook and getting as many, you know, getting as many online uh, people online in various groups to, to hear about it as possible. And um, so I started kind of organizing a lot of the recording sessions, picking the bands, picking songs, pitching songs to different artists. And about, I don't know, nine months ago, Ray just said, why don't you just produce, you know, be executive producer of the whole thing. <laughs> Cause he wasn't, he didn't have time for it. And he, uh, he saw that by me moving to Nashville, I had really reconnected with a lot of old friends and was starting to really connect with a lot of the people that I had been friends with on Facebook, but had never been face-to-face friends with. So it just made it, it was a lot easier for me to, to kind of corral the artists, get, make sure they're getting the songs done, make sure they had production budgets and all that kind of thing. So that was my involvement. So how did the artist selection process happen? I mean, did you just, you know, put out an ad saying we're looking for submissions or did you hand pick people to ask and solicit or? Randy had a list of people that he wanted to see involved. And then I had a list of people that I thought could be involved here in Nashville and and around the world, actually, around the country. Because you got 22 people on this project. That's awesome. Started off as we were looking for 10. We found 10 very quickly. And as the word spread, people started going, well, I could, well, I'd like to do one. I want to do a song, you know? And, and so it um, grew. <laughs> and as it grew, we realized, okay, we have an, a, sh- a choice here. We could keep it to about, you know, maybe 14 artists. Uh, we could do a single album or we could keep going <laughs> yeah. and let's make it a double album. And trust that with the names we were getting, uh, that their fan bases would support it, as well as you know the original intention, and that we could make the budget back in the production budget because you know we're dealing with 22 artists. We actually did pay for production budgets on each song, so it's not everybody wasn't just donating their time for free. It was it was. Uh, it's not like you, know, you were waiting until the Kickstarter closed to see if you got the money either. You've, no. you've already fronted this. And it's yeah, we fronted already it. Happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done pretty well considering uh, the first couple of weeks. We're not even at two weeks yet. So right, right now, as of a couple minutes ago, you were less than $200 away from the goal. Yeah. So it's, it's, and, and it won't close till the morning of Thursday, September 16th. So we we still have a, a couple more weeks easy have you guys thought about stretch goals at all yes we're doing um we're we're gonna do vinyl 
we, we, we kind of had that on the back burner. Wasn't sure if it was going to be practical, but been talking with a lot of people and a lot of people think it's a good idea. And then we've done the numbers and we think it's a, we think it's doable. So we're going to start adding some tiers uh, this week that will be um, vinyl and uh, going to restructuring it a little bit. K Kickstarter kind of changed things. They did something that I really wanted them to do for many years, which is they added this thing called add-ons, which is sort of an a la carte menu. The problem with it is that it's very confusing. And so a lot of people didn't see it and don't know about it. So I tried to keep the tiers real simple, uh, just to have like three different tiers and then have add-ons in each tier that people could then choose where they wanted to go with it and how much they wanted to add on. It makes sense theoretically, but in the practical, when you're in on Kickstarter and you're trying to pick a tier and you're trying to see things, a lot of people didn't even see the add-ons because it's just this little blue button that you can easily miss. It's just been in the past couple campaigns I've backed that I've seen exactly what you're talking about, which was I selected this. And then before I actually say I'm done with my pledge, it says, do you want to add this for this much? Do you want to add mm -hmm. that for this much? Do you want to add that? I think that's brilliant because yeah. then I can build the package that didn't exist without having to scroll through like yes. 80 packages of one of these shirts plus that mug plus this CD, yes. but not the bonus. I mean, I don't have to try and have you build every, every possible option. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of just add all the extras. So yeah. how will you notify existing backers like me? Uh, updates and yeah, and emails. Yeah. So, so you should get an update on uh, tomorrow, probably Monday. Um, and I don't know when this is being. So this, this will probably come out um, the day after Labor Day. Okay. Um, but yeah. So and, and but it should exactly. be all done by then. And, and new Very people cool. can see the whole thing without All having to options. worry about <laughs> yeah. well, I've finished uh, rebuilding the tiers and, and that's one thing you can manage your pledge in um, Kickstarter so there'll be a pledge if you've got the CD and you want to get the CD and the vinyl and you know the Born we're going to redo Born Twice oh, on nice. CD a deluxe version with a really nice much upgraded sound remastered and it's going to sound really beautiful very cool. And um, so then we're just going to, yeah, we're going to keep adding stretch goals probably as we get higher. We'll just see where we can go. Some of the folks that have been involved are an obvious, like, no brainer for me. Like, to see Phil Keggy on there, I mean, mm -hmm. I think I saw them touring together. It feels yeah. like back around Sunday's Child era. I saw them together in 84 in Dallas. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. so he, Phil Keggy's an, an obvious connection for me, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then I was surprised to see like Sixpence and I think Jars of Clay mm -hmm. uh, or even Amy Grant. I guess it makes sense that Amy Grant would be aware of Randy's stuff, but she did, she did a duet with him on, oh, on uh, Love Beyond Reason. Oh, that's right. Which was a 12 inch single and a radio hit. That's the right. Were there any of the artists that you were kind of surprised were were involved or as passionate about it? Yeah, well, the ones that ones that I was pleasantly surprised by were like Andrew Peterson, who is a, a younger guy but very popular. And um, when we offered it to him, he said, "Yeah, I want to do Charlie the Weatherman." Was his favorite song. Well, the thing is, we've let everybody kind of pick their own songs. We've we've kind of pitched some songs to people, said, here's three or four songs we think you might like. 
if they wanted to. Other people said, I want to do this song. And so Andrew said, I want to do Charlie the Little Man. Michael W. Smith said, I want to do I've Got News for You. That's my favorite Randy Stonehill song. So there's no, it's a no brainer. Cool. Yeah. They've already picked out their favorite song. They're doing it. You know, somebody's doing Rachel Delavorius. I can't remember who. Yeah. Mike, Mike Rowe from the 77s. Yeah. That's yeah. such a beautiful song too. Yeah. And he does a beautiful version. We, so other, other people like, like Sixpence does King of Hearts, which I think is probably Randy's, one of his most popular songs. Certainly an iconic song if you were part of that era of right. the 70s. That was the Randy Stonehill song that probably everyone knew. But I thought Lee would sound great on that song. A female vocalist would sound great on that song. And I was having lunch with Steve Hindelong one day and telling him about the project and wanting him to produce some tracks. And he said something about, oh, I'd love to hear Lee Nash sing King of Hearts. I said, well, let's ask her. And she did. That's awesome. And she wanted to do it. And then we got, when she said yes, then Matt Slocum decided to get on board too and do it as Sixpence, not just Lee Nash. So this is the first like Sixpence None the Richer song that has actually been released to the public in probably eight or nine years. Well, that's fantastic. Same thing with Jars of Clay. We, we asked Dan uh, uh, Hazeltine if he would do a song and he said, yeah, let me get all the other guys together. They're, they're, they're kind of together anyway, but they haven't really been recording as Jars and they all did it. And that's the first Jars of Clay song in eight years as well. And the Lost Dogs, um, they did a song and that's the first Lost Dogs song in probably 10 years. I love that one artist can have had such an impact and just like the opportunity to celebrate that has brought mm-hmm. so many artists back together. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people know Randy for his onstage persona or for his own thing, his own persona. But this record, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people just because they're going to appreciate, maybe for the first time, of just how deep and brilliant a songwriter he is. Because these songs are... Not everyone could write a song that can be interpreted by a wide variety of people. I mean, the, the... the variety of people involved in this project just goes to show that, you know, Randy can write a song that anybody can, can make their own. Yeah. And that's what you're going to hear 22 wonderful versions of beautiful Randy Stonehill songs, but every single artist makes it their own. So the campaign's practically fully funded Mm -hmm. closes September 16th. Yeah. When are you guys looking at digital release, CD release um, for it to become public? Well, we're going to probably start shipping. We're going to send it to manufacturing after after September 16th when we get the money. Then we'll, it'll probably be like a four to six week turnaround on getting CDs back. Vinyl's big difference because right now the whole vinyl system around the world is backed up because of COVID. So you're looking at maybe six months to a year for vinyl in some cases. I don't think it'll be that long for this. Uh, we're, we're not going to go with one of those manufacturers that's going to take a year. But we'll we'll be getting um, yeah we'll be getting product back probably at the end of October, and we're going to be shipping all the whole month of November. So we want everyone to get this product in their you know get this final thing in their hands in 2021, so that it really is a 50 the 50 year celebration. Very cool. So yeah. We did do this really great version of I Love You, which is one of Randy's earliest songs on his very first album. And I had sung it when I was a kid in our youth group. And we all sang it with guitars and tambourines and whatever. And and so I thought 
wouldn't it be cool to do a sing-along version of that song with a bunch of, you know, really great people. So, oh yeah, we got Phil. We all went to Phil's studio, a bunch of people, John Thompson, his wife, my wife, uh, Rick Kua, Love Song, the guys from Love Song, Chuck wow. Gerard and, and Tommy uh, Coombs and uh, Michelle Pilar. We got a bunch of people together and, and even, you know, back and forth, people coming in and going, uh, not all necessarily on the same session, but it was a big session first that did the whole tr- song and then it had people coming in, adding to it. It was really oh, cool. Probably awesome. Yeah, and the, well, the the highlight of that song, I think, is I don't know if I want to even talk about it because it's, it's such a surprise. Is that um, we actually have Larry Norman's voice in the song, which is really cool. Yeah. So people are going to be really surprised to hear that. Do you want me to leave that out of the recording? I don't. You know, and not giving a too much away. Okay. All so right. I just in. didn't want to. Slip that out if you'd rather keep it. No, no, it's, it's a okay. teaser. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's so really fun. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm glad you're you're pulling this together. Thanks. I think you know there there are a few tribute projects that I've been really excited about, like the Markard Orphans of God. Mm-hmm. You know the the um, Over the Rhine, what it takes to please you. You mm-hmm. know there've been a couple tribute albums where it's just you know a, a wide variety of artists honoring somebody that just puts together brilliant songs mm-hmm. and i think randy's definitely deserving of that yeah. same treatment so i'm excited to see this happen well thanks i am too well thank you and keep in touch i'd definitely be interested in spreading the word sure and the phil keggy projects coming out yeah. or any of the other ones you you find out about as well okay yeah thank you thank you so much for your time i really oh you're welcome this. this was good thanks so thanks for having me so Since I'd had that chat with Tom, the campaign has not only reached its campaign goal of $40,000, but has exceeded $50,000 and is closing in on its $60,000 stretch goal. But I'd realized I hadn't played a clip at all for you. So here's a clip of Sixpence None the Richer doing their cover of Randy's song, King of Hearts. And if you want to see all the artists and the songs they'll be covering, check out the campaign video on the campaign page at about the two and a half minute mark. $20 gets you the download of the full 22 track album. $30 gets you the double CD set and digital download of the project. For $50, you get the double vinyl version with those digital downloads. And they've also got levels with t-shirts. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Randy Stonehill, but do it soon. This campaign closes Thursday morning, September 16th. So what's one way that you can be a good patron? Speak up for the artists you love when something exciting is going on. Share when they have a new album out. I saw several friends sharing on social media just a few weeks ago about the Grey Haven's new album, Wide Awake. Share when they're working on a new album. I saw somebody 
just super excited that Antoine Bradford had just received the masters for his new album. Stephen, I'm talking about you. Share when they're doing a pre-order or a crowdfunding campaign. Share when they're coming in concert. Share when they have news and share that artist with your friends. That's one way you can be a good patron. Now I've got more active campaigns to tell you about, so stick around to find out about them right after this quick break. This podcast is sponsored by the latest album from singer-songwriter Ross King. Unfinished by Ross King is 11 original songs full of vulnerability and spiritual encouragement. You can find Unfinished by Ross King on Spotify and all major music platforms. Have you tuned into UTR's latest Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist? Here's what you'll hear. Check out a whole bunch of hand-curated songs on UTR's Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist. Available now at Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime Music. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. Now, a couple of these campaigns you'll hear about were ones I learned about because the artist themselves or a fan gave me a heads up about them. So if you're an artist that's about to launch a campaign, or if you're a fan and saw an artist or band you love just launched a campaign or pre-order, be sure to let me know. You can message me on Twitter at GoodPatron or email me, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll have links to all the campaigns and pre-orders that we're covering today in the show notes. So if you're doing something and can't really stop to go to the campaign right now, got you covered. If you're into kind of a ethereal music with beautiful vocals, then you really need to know about Salt of the Sound. Husband and wife, Ben and Anita Tatlow, have been putting out this brand of music for years, and I've been talking about them for years. I'd shared their Kickstarter campaign for what would become their second album, Echoes of Wonder, on another podcast about six years ago. And then I let you know about their Kickstarter campaign for the album Beyond Here on this podcast back on episode 10, like three years ago. Well, now I want to let you know that they're doing a pre-order on Bandcamp for a new album titled Made Whole, an album inspired by the Psalms. The album releases October 15th, but they're doing a pre-order for the digital version right now for $10, and you immediately get four songs, and then you get the rest when the album's released. But as we get closer to the release day, they'll put the CDs up on the Bandcamp page if you'd like to pre-order one of those as well. Now, here is a clip of the song Awake My Soul from this news project, so you've got an idea what they sound like. Oh, mm-hmm. 
If you're a fan of their soothing music like I am, or a fan of Hammock, you'd probably dig this as well. Head over to Bandcamp and search for Salt of the Sound. Now, while we're talking about husband-wife duos that put out great music, back in 2018, in episode 11, I covered a Kickstarter campaign for husband-wife duo Lowland Hum. Now I get to tell you that they're doing a pre-order for a new album to be titled At Home, scheduled to release October 22nd. Here is a clip of their first single, Take Me In, so you've got an idea what this will sound like. Through the night, I could barely hold on to the light, blindly groping for a gentle sun. $15 to pre-order the CD, $25 to pre-order the vinyl record. So head over to lowlandhum.com to pre-order this beautiful music before the October release date. And one last husband-wife duo. This time it's Ben and Laura Ling, who record under the moniker Feralio. It's a blending of two Latin words, feral meaning wild and leo meaning lion. Wild lion, it's a tip of the hat to C.S. Lewis's character Aslan. And while I don't normally really ever cover campaigns for just a single, I'm sharing this one because I really liked the sound of their earlier stuff. They put out three full albums and a few EPs so far, and I just wanted to get their music in front of you. So they've launched a Kickstarter campaign to have their song, Old Pages, New Pages, professionally recorded and produced in Nashville. Here's a clip of their earlier song, Shalom from their 2020 project, More, so you've got an idea what they sound like. I need an everlasting father I need a prince of peace Shalom, welcome, prince of peace King of kings You knock at the door of my heart and my knees $10 gets you the download of the song a couple weeks before release. And then they have other options like mugs and shirts and chord books. But you can also just back the campaign at whatever dollar amount you want without having to qualify or pick a specific tier. If you like the sound of what they're doing and you want to help them out for the song, head over to Kickstarter and search for old pages, new pages. This campaign closes Friday, September 24th. Now, I'd like to thank Dave for sharing the Gabrielle Grace campaign in the Facebook group. He'd learned about her music from Renew the Arts. Gabby's an indie folk pop singer-songwriter in Nashville who's committed to telling stories with her music. And after a full-length album in 2019 and an EP earlier this year, she's now launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new 10-song album to be titled There Are Two Sides to Everything. Here is a clip of one of her earlier songs, Wayward Safety, so you've got an idea what she sounds like. And not all our stuff is this slow. I just find this one really beautiful. Oh, my Pesapi Looks like my path won't tell I've gotten
$15 for the digital download of the album, and she's got a number of other options, including lyrics and house concerts. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Gabrielle Grace, or use the link in the show notes. This campaign closes Thursday morning, September 23rd. Next, I'd like to thank Rachel for sharing a new Kickstarter campaign with the Facebook group for the Parables EP by Olwen Ringrose, a singer-songwriter in South Wales, UK. This will be her fourth recording project and will be songs based on the parables of Jesus. Here is a live version of her song, The Good Samaritan, from her campaign video, so you've got an idea what this will sound like. For about $12 US, you get the early download of the EP. For about $14 US, you get the CD, though shipping the US will put you at about $25. And then she's got other options, including her back catalog of her releases, your name in the CD sleeve. She'll even crochet a doll for you. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Parables. This campaign closes the morning of Thursday, September 30th. Elise Massa is a songwriter and a music and worship arts minister at an Anglican church in Pittsburgh, and she's been working on a series of four EPs to accompany the prayer liturgies of the daily offices from the Book of Common Prayer. Now, the first EP will be titled Sunrise, Songs for the Morning, and the album is done, and it's slated to release this November. Now, here's a clip of one of the songs from her GoFundMe video, so you've got an idea what to expect. She's worked with Drew Elliott, a frequent collaborator with Cardiphonia and Bellwether Arts, to bring these songs to life. And her GoFundMe is truly just to pay the musicians, artists, and miscellaneous costs. Any funds over the fixed goal will go toward funding the subsequent three projects in the series. So if you'd like to help out, head over to GoFundMe and search for Sunrise Songs. And we're going to make a bit of a pivot here from brand new liturgical music to alternative music from the 90s. Now, if you were around and listening to Christian rock back in the early 90s, you may have heard of Reality Rock. It was a radio show featuring some of the best of the music that was out at the time. Now, Back in 93, they released an album titled Third Wave. It was a compilation album of 12 songs by artists like The Violet Burning, Undercover, Mortal, The Choir, Prayer Chain, and more. Now, as we come up on the 30th anniversary of those days, the folks behind Reality Rock have launched a Kickstarter campaign to reissue that album on double vinyl, but with an extra seven songs from that era and are calling the collection Fourth Wave. So I said they're adding some songs by the same period. It's including bands like Adam Again, SFC, Mad at the World, LSU, The 77s. It's going to be fantastic. $40 for the double vinyl, 
For 65 you get the double vinyl plus a shirt. They even have tickets to a release party in Southern California that's going to feature some acoustic performances. So if you remember those days, or if you just want to help this project come to life, head over to Kickstarter and search for Fourth Wave. This campaign closes Thursday, September 30th. Now, if you listened to last episode, you heard me talk about the Bandcamp pre-order for the Jeff Elbel and Ping project, The Three Finger Opera. Now that album is out, and they've launched an Indiegogo campaign to release the album on vinyl. But the page has way more options than just the vinyl. $10 gets you download code for the 14-track album, but $20 gets you a massive 54-track deluxe download. For 25 you can get either the record and download or the limited edition CD and download. And they've got their entire discography, a custom song, patches, felt artwork. So head over to Indiegogo and search for Ping. This campaign closes September 30th. The record label Lost in Ohio recently announced a new pre-order for a vinyl reissue. Perhaps you remember when I covered the Julie's vinyl reissue back in episode 21, or the LSU Grape Prophet reissue back in episode 24. Now they've offered a pre-order for a red and white double vinyl reissue of the Sixpence None the Richer 1995 album, This Beautiful Mess. Here's a clip of the song Within a Room Somewhere, so you've got an idea what that sounded like. gets you the double vinyl. For $60, you get the deluxe package that also includes a poster and a shirt along with the album. They expect the album to ship in January of next year, so head over to lostinohio.com to order before it sells out. And I want to draw your attention to some other reissues going on that go a bit further back in time than Sixpence. The folks over at Limited Run Vinyl Girder Music and Boone's Overstock are putting out some remastered vinyl and CD reissues of DeGarmo and Key's first three albums. Their 1978 debut, This Time Through, is being reissued in orange vinyl. Their second album, Straight On, is being reissued in red vinyl. And their third album, This Ain't Hollywood, is being reissued in mint green vinyl. The CDs are $15, the records are $33. They're also running a pre-order for the reissue of Rainbow Promise, a 1972 album described as like psych acid rock, remastered for vinyl and CD. The CD is $20, the record is $45. And the last one they've got right now that I'm really excited about is the vinyl and CD remastered reissue the 1984 independent release, Mountain in the Sky, by the band Vision, featuring Billy Powell and Leon Wilkinson from Leonard Skinner. They're only pressing 200 copies on vinyl, so if you're into Southern Rock from the 80s, you might want to pre-order this quickly. The CD is 16, the vinyl is 45. So head over to limitedrunvinyl.com to pre-order any of those. 
And just a heads up on two pre-orders from Velvet Blue Music. The first is for a new Starflyer 59 album, Vanity. The pre-order has yet to go live, but I expect it will have gone live by the time this episode has been released. It's supposed to be in the next couple days. So if you're a fan of Starflyer 59 like I am, head over to velvetbluemusic.com for more details on how to get the album as digital, CD, vinyl. I don't know what They'll they'll have available, but I do know the packaging, the artwork for the covers is beautiful. Jeff Cloud's been posting some stuff about the way they're pressing and printing the uh, the actual record jacket, and it's just gorgeous. And I've heard some of the singles that have been slipping out so far, and I am really excited about this project. And the last one I wanted to share with you is that Ronnie Martin from Joy Electric is releasing a new solo project soon, and we'll have a pre-order for that as well. I don't have any details on when that will happen, but if you're a Joy Electric fan, be sure to follow Velvet Blue Music on social media, and you'll find out about it as soon as the pre-order opens. Now, I've got a couple things I'm going to ask you to do. Subscribe to or follow the podcast so you'll hear each episode when it comes out. Follow the show on Twitter, at Good Patrons. You'll see us tweeting about campaigns. And then join the crowdfunding Christian music group on Facebook so you can join in on the discussions about these and all the other campaigns that are sure to be going on. Now, I really hope at least one of these campaigns or artists on this episode has connected with you, and you'll follow up and check it out. If you do end up backing any of the campaigns or pre-orders, or if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign I should know about, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, reach out on Twitter at goodpatron, or just share it with all of us in the Facebook group. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next episode, remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved. Good Patron Podcast is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and found online at utrmedia.org. And then what's the, uh, what's the latest update on the Terry Taylor project? Um, that is done, mastered. And I'm finishing up artwork on it right now, actually. Wow. So uh, we're almost done. We've got the whole DigiPack designed. Right now I'm finishing up the booklet. And when that's done, we send that to the manufacturer as well. So that'll, that'll be in, in a similar time frame. And then once, this, uh, once these two are behind you, do you already have mm-hmm. something on the sketch pad for 2022? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have a full-time job, but... Uh, but in terms of doing stuff in this field, Christian music, um, I'm going to be working with Phil Kagi on doing a, re- a deluxe reissue of his album Love Broke Through. Oh, nice. Which is a 1976, his second album. So we're going to do a whole big deluxe. We've got the whole album remastered, and then we've got two bonus discs, two CDs worth wow. of bonus material, of demos and outtakes and... We found, um, you know, the, the band on that record is amazing. It's um, Phil, of course, on guitar, but Larry Knetchel on organ and piano, Leland Sklar on bass, Jim Gordon on drums, and they were the they were part of the whole Wrecking Crew in L.A. Those were the top guys. They played on hundreds and hundreds of records. So there, we found a tape when we had the tapes baked and transferred, the original two-inch tapes. We found a 17-minute jam session that was just 
Phil and the three guys and has never been heard before. Oh my goodness. No, one, no one had ever heard it before. And so we've got stuff like that. There's another whole jam on there, another song. And there's, there's like two songs that weren't even put on the record. Wow. So we've got ton, tons of great bonus stuff for that one. I know the old Glass Harp stuff finally had gotten reissued yeah. ages ago. And I had those CDs when they came out. And it's just, you know, a lot of long jams. But I, I, Phil's been really busy putting out a lot of his old stuff on Bandcamp. I've been amazed and impressed mm-hmm. with just how much. Yeah. You know, whether it's concerts or outtakes or whatever that he's got. Right. It's yeah. just great. So I, I, I created that Bandcamp page for ah, him. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Thank You're you. Welcome. So I'm a huge fan of Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the, the ability to like support the artist and get high quality and see lyrics and yeah. all that. It's, You're welcome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great fun. And it's, yeah, it's, it's my passion. These are all my heroes, my heroes from when I was a teenager. And this music meant so much to me and kept me, you know, grounded and really kept me, you know, in the faith because, you know, so much around me was, <laughs> was not, uh, you know, stuff that I just couldn't respect or couldn't abide by or, but boy, this music sure meant a lot to me. And so it's really wonderful to give back and to be a part of, you know, having these guys honored and keeping their music alive. And for Phil Kagan, you know, it's been a dream of mine for almost 30 years of having all those live stuff because there's been a whole bootleg a culture around Phil Kegge. You know, people just been collecting live concerts for years and years and trading them back and forth in kind of low quality cassette type things. So I thought, well, we need to do this with, you know, get all the best quality. I got all of the top collectors involved. I said, Hey, do you want to just, let's create this page where instead of just trading for free or whatever, we put the best quality copies of these concerts up and Phil gets the money. You know, it's not a lot of money, 10 bucks a piece. It's not a big deal, but it's, it's, it's enough that kept him going through COVID. So that was cool. Especially ones that are recorded right off the board. Yeah. That's what we try. We're trying to keep it high quality. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. I like the, the community collaboration. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Yeah. It was really nice to move here. Like I said, I moved here a year ago and I had a, a no, quite a number of friends. Cause like I said, I'm, I wrote Man is the Lost Dog. So Jerry and Steve are very close friends of mine. Um, Aaron Smith is a close friend of mine. Jimmy A. is a close friend of mine. Um, John Thompson, all these people in this area that I've known for years from Cornerstones, you know, things like that, but never got to hang out with and work with on a day-to-day basis. So it's been nice to have this project kind of put in my lap. Oh yeah, because it's 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 been so much fun, but it's also been just a joy to just to get to work with. I mean, I get Buddy Miller and Julie Miller singing songs. These are all these heroes of mine that I've never been able to work with before, but it's really cool. Mm-hmm. 